Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of, of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin and I will put fine garments on you. Then I said, put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. The angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you will walk in obedience to me and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts. And I will give you a place among these standing here. Listen, high priest Joshua, you and your associates seated before you, who are men symbolic of things to come, I am going to bring my servant the branch. See, the stone I have set in front of Joshua. There are seven eyes on that one stone, and I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord Almighty, and I will remove the sin of this land in a single day. In that day, each of you will invite your neighbour to sit under your vine and fig tree, declares the Lord Almighty. Let's turn to God and ask him to help us as we look at his word together this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that as Christians, we know that we can endure because you are working in us and through us. We thank you that you have spoken to us, not just in the time of Jesus, but even before he came so that we might know more, more about you and that we might live for you in this year, 2021. Please bless us this morning, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So we're in the book of Zechariah in this fourth vision. And just to give you some historical context so that you understand what these visions are driving at, here's the situation. In 538 BC, King Cyrus of Persia allowed the Jewish exiles to return to Jerusalem and begin to build the temple. You can read about it in the book of Ezra. In Ezra chapter three, we're told that the altar was rebuilt immediately. And soon after, the foundations of the temple in Jerusalem were laid. And then for about 17 years, building, on, building of the temple stalled and paused. And in many ways, it stalled and paused because the people of God were asking the question, what's the point in carrying on? What's the point in continuing? They lived in a land where the taxes from the Persians were oppressive. There were tensions between those who had returned from exile and those who had remained in the land. There was disappointment because some people didn't want to return from exile because their lives had become prosperous in Babylon. They faced external threats like from Samaria in the north and the building project was put on hold. Across the whole of the land, cynicism and discouragement abounded. 
What was the point in carrying on? Isn't the project just destined to fail? Those kind of questions were on the lips of the people day after day. Now we might, mean, we might not be rebuilding the temple, but don't we face that same danger in 2021? What's the point in carrying on? What's the point in carrying on in 2021 when I keep sinning like I do? How can I know for certain that God will really accept me? How can I be sure that he'll keep on forgiving me? What's the point of carrying on as a Christian when the Christian life seems so slow, when so little seems to be happening? What's the point in praying when I get so distracted so easily and it doesn't feel like God is listening to me? What's the point in carrying on when everyone else out there seems to be living their best lives now? What's the point in carrying on when all that I ever see on the news is just bad news, which leads me to discouragement? In a context where Zachariah was tempted to be discouraged. God gave him eight visions where he saw that God was in control of history. These visions provide Zechariah and us with encouragement in an age of discouragement. And this morning, as we look at Zechariah chapter three, I just want to focus on seven reasons for us to keep on going in 2021. Six of them begin with A, so hopefully they'll be helpful to remember. But let's just dive straight in and think of seven reasons to keep on going in 2021. Firstly, this, keep going because our accuser is a liar. Did you notice that in verse one? Zechariah in his vision is showed Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. Here's the scene. Joshua is the high priest. He represents all the people of God and he's standing in heaven before God. And next to him is Satan accusing him hour after hour, accusing him and the people of sins, saying, how can you stand before God? How can God accept you for the things that you have done? There is Satan casting doubt on Joshua's suitability, casting doubt on the suitability of the people, reminding them that they deserve to go into exile, reminding them that God's judgment against them was just. The Bible tells us that that is Satan's work. He is always about the work of accusing God's people. If you turn to Revelation 12, you see that Satan stands before God accusing God's people. Maybe you've experienced that yourself. When you've had those nagging doubts in your mind, those nagging doubts which make you think, should I keep on going as a Christian? Have you had that experience where you've been with your own thoughts and you've thought, did God really say? Did God really say that he would remember my sins no more? Did God really say that I can call him father? Did God really say that I can entrust my future into his hands? Did God really say that nothing can separate us from his love? Did God really say that I'm acceptable 
to him. When Satan comes and accuses us, it can lead to discouragement and despair. When I was a teacher, uh, my first job, I worked um, for a head teacher who was absolutely terrifying. Uh, she was a great head teacher, but she was utterly terrifying. And one of the things that she used to do at the end of the day is if she wanted to speak to a, a member of staff, she would call the reception staff and ask them to tannoy and bring you down from wherever you were hiding into her office. And often at the end of the day, I would hear, can Mr. Levinson please come to reception? I would stand up trembling in my classroom. And as I was walking down, I was rehearsing in my mind all the things that I'd done wrong that day and that week and wondering how on earth she knew what I had done wrong. Often she didn't want to tell me off. She just wanted to speak to me about something that was going on in the department. But the way my mind worked was to rehearse all those worries and anxieties that I had. And you know, Satan is like a prowling lion who is seeking to find Christians who are anxious and worried, and he's seeking to get into their heads and give them a nagging doubt that there's no point in carrying on because God doesn't love them. Jesus tells us in John chapter 8 that Satan is a liar and the father of lies. And so here's reason number one to keep on going in 2021. When you have that nagging doubt that there's no point in keeping going, Remember that the voice of Satan is the voice of a liar. But it's more complicated than that. Because Satan's accusations, when he comes to our minds and seeks to um, cause us to be discouraged, he's telling half-truths. Did you notice in verse 3 that Joshua is standing there representing the people and he is clothed in filthy garments? You see, when Satan accuses us, he tells us half-truths. He points us to things that we know are true. He points us to our sin. But here's the litmus test for you in 2021. If you hear a voice talking about some sin in your life and it doesn't drive you to Jesus' death on the cross, then it is a lie from the pit of hell. Satan is a liar. And you should keep going in 2021, because when you are tempted to think that God couldn't love you, remember that the voice you're hearing is the voice of a liar. But more than that, I know some of us may well be assailed with doubts from the voice of Satan. But let me say this. If Satan is in your head accusing you and telling you that God cannot love you, Weirdly, it's proof that you do belong to God, because why on earth would Satan try and cast doubt in the mind of someone who doesn't belong to God? If Satan is trying to cast doubt in your mind, it is because you belong to God and you are secure in his arms. Keep going in 2021, because that voice of nagging doubt is the voice of a liar. But secondly, this, keep going in 2021, because our advocate speaks for us. Verse two, the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this a man, is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Do you notice that as Joshua is being accused, he doesn't even have to open his mouth before this angel of the Lord, the Lord, speaks on his behalf. 
in, in the book of Zechariah, the angel of the Lord is a pre-incarnate form of Jesus. And here in this vision, as soon as Satan accuses his God's people, Jesus speaks up on their behalf. When you're tempted to despair, when you're worried that you can't come to God, in that moment, Jesus Christ stands at God's right hand and speaks on your behalf. Martin Luther knew what it was to battle the temptations of the devil. He said this once in his diary. When Satan comes knocking upon the door of my heart and asks who lives here, the dear Lord Jesus goes to the door and says, Martin Luther used to live here, but he has moved out. Now I live here. The devil, seeing the nail prints in his hands and the pierced side, takes flight immediately. Or words of a hymn that we often sing. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, up would I look and see him there who made an end to all my sin. Keep going in 2021 because when you feel weak and inadequate and when you feel like you're struggling Jesus takes you by the hand and he speaks on your behalf and do you notice why he speaks on on our behalf in verse 2 again the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem Jesus speaks for you and for me because before the beginning of time he chose you he set his love upon you. Jesus doesn't just speak for you when you have chosen him that day. Jesus doesn't just speak for you on particular days when you're doing your quiet time and coming to him. No, every day God remembers that he has chosen you. And because of that, Jesus speaks on your behalf. If you're a Christian here this morning, God chose you. And he will never let you go. Your security as a Christian doesn't depend on your faithfulness, but instead on the faithfulness of the everlasting, unchangeable God of the universe. Third reason to keep going in 2021. Because our acceptance is total. Verse four says this, the angel said to those who are standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin and I will put on fine garments for you. Joshua is standing there representing the people and he is filthy. He is covered in the sins of the people, the sins that sent them into exile. And isn't that how we feel sometimes standing before God? in prayer thinking of all the things that we've done wrong thinking of all the ways in which we've failed him and let him down and this is what god does for us in the gospel two things he takes our filthy clothes he takes our sins and he removes them he casts them to one side as far as the east is from the west he forgives our sins he puts them out of his mind so that he will not remember them anymore but more than that, he then takes new, pure, fine garments and puts them on Joshua. He gives us a righteousness that isn't ours and makes us acceptable, just as if we'd lived a perfect life. 
when you're tempted to give up in 2021, remember the Reformation doctrine of justification. Justification sounds like a big word, but it just means two things. If you're a Christian this morning, there are two things that have happened to you. It's just as if you'd never sinned and just as if you'd lived like Jesus. The Westminster Shorter Catechism summarizes it, summarizes it like this. Justification is an act of God's free grace in which he pardons or forgives all our sins and accepts us as righteous in his sight for the sake of the righteousness of Christ alone, which is credited to us and received by faith alone. Think of the godliest Christian you know. And now believe this. You are as acceptable in God's sight as they are. It's so easy, easy, isn't it, as Christians, to play the comparison game, to think, well, I'm not quite as good as that Christian. But the doctrine of justification tells us this. No matter who you are, you can be perfectly acceptable for God. Now, I know one of the things we often do when we pray is to pray to God and ask him for mercy. And that's right to do. But one of the dangers of that is that we perhaps are tempted to think that God might run out of patience. To think that if we keep coming back and asking God for mercy, one day he'll get tired. The gospel also tells us that when we come to God, we can ask him for justice. Because Jesus has done what we should have done. Jesus has paid, faced the penalty that we deserve. So when you come to God in prayer, yes, ask him for mercy. But also ask him for justice. Ask him to accept you because of the acceptable life and sacrifice of Jesus. Don't give up in 2021, because when you approach God, it's as if God sees you coming into his throne room with Jesus. And it's as if you, when you come into his throne room, he sees Jesus himself. Don't give up in 2021, because fourthly, our ability comes from God. Not only is Joshua given new garments in verse four, but verse five says this. Then I said, put a clean turban on his head. So they put the clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. If you read Exodus chapter 28, you'll discover that a turban was part of the high priest's clothing. It was the clothing that he had to wear to perform his priestly duties. And in this vision, this is what is going on. God is saying, not only have I forgiven you, not only have I accepted you, but I've also equipped you. I've given you the ability now to live a life of service to me. God was equipping Joshua, the high priest, and by his Holy Spirit in 2021, he is equipping you to live for him, to say no to ungodliness. He's equipping you such that Paul can be so confident in Philippians but he says to the Philippians, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. So we read in verse seven, a pretty solemn command. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you will walk in obedience to me and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts. But you see, God isn't asking Joshua to do what is impossible. He has equipped him for the task. And we may fail at times, but if we're Christians this morning and into 2021, 
we can walk in God's ways and keep his requirements. We may fail at times, but here's the beautiful thing. The more we walk in his ways, the closer to him we'll become. New Year's always a time to set resolutions, isn't it? And wouldn't this be just the best resolution to set? To walk in obedience to God and to keep his requirements. It sounds simple, and yet I know how difficult it is. Four reasons to keep on going, because our accuser is a liar, because our advocate speaks for us, because our acceptance is total, because our ability comes from God, and fifthly, because our access is complete. This is the second half of verse 7. God says, if you do these things, I will give you a place among these standing here. Where's here? Zechariah's vision is taking place in the throne room of heaven. Who are those standing there? It's the angels. What is God saying to Joshua, to the people and to us this morning? God is saying that if you're a Christian, you have free access into the throne room of God. You have the ability to come to God. So don't give up this year because there's never a time when you can't cry out to God. There is never a time when God will be too busy for you. There's never a time when you can't turn to him and he won't hear you. It's interesting, isn't it, in the Gospels, that when Jesus tells people to come to him, he doesn't ask them to clean themselves up before they come to him. In fact, he often says, come to me like a little child. Children don't go and wash their hands and their face and clean their clothes before they run into the presence of their parents. They know they have free access, no matter where they've been or what they've done. They know that they can come into the arms of their parents. It might sound counterintuitive to us, but Zechariah 3 is telling us that in 2021, you have free access to God. Do you have that experience when you start praying and within a minute or so, your mind wanders off in a number of different directions? The problems of the day push out your resolve to be spiritual and you pause and you think, I'm going to give myself a spiritual kick up the backside. I'm going to remove this distraction and I'm going to focus on God again. And no, no sooner than you start praying to him, but life once again crowds out your prayer. Here's the problem. We often think we have to be spiritual to pray. But the Bible tells us that we have perfect access. We come to God as we are. We come messy. We come overwhelmed with life. We come with a wandering mind. Don't try to get prayer right in 2021. Just tell God how you're feeling and come to him and tell him what's on your mind. Here's the sixth reason why we should keep going in 2021, because Jesus is the perfect priest king. Very briefly in verses seven, um, seven to nine. Listen, high priest Joshua, you and your associates seated before you. You are men symbolic of things to come. I'm going to bring my servant the branch. See the stone I have set in front of Joshua. There are seven eyes on that one stone and I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord Almighty. And I will remove the sin of this land in a single day. Joshua, 
represented the people and Joshua and the priests represented something greater. They were symbols of access to God. And God is saying to Zechariah here, I'm not just going to send a symbol. I'm not just going to send a line of high priests. I'm going to send my servant, who is two things, the branch and the stone. Jesus is God's servant, and he is both the branch and the stone. The idea of a branch takes imagery from the book of Jeremiah, and it shows that this servant was also a king. We shouldn't be discouraged this year because we follow a king, a king who is going to be better than David. Commentators disagree a little bit, but possibly the idea of the stone points to the building of the temple. Here's the strange thing. This servant who was going to be a king was also going to be a priest, a priest better than the priests in verse eight. They were just a shadow. You see, in the days of Zechariah, Zerubbabel was the first in what they thought was a new line of kings. He came from the line of David, and yet he wasn't the first in a new line of kings. He was the penultimate king. In the days of Zechariah, the temple was rebuilt, but the people who remembered the old temple wept because it wasn't even as good as the first one. And Zechariah is being told, don't be discouraged because Jesus is better. Jesus is better because he will remove sin from the land in one day. Every day, the priests had to sacrifice day after day after day after day. For the forgiveness of sins. Once a year the high priest had access to God's holy of holies so that he could offer sacrifices to sins but that happened year after year after year after year and then Jesus came along and in one day he removed the sin of the world. Whatever your hopes and aspirations this year don't be discouraged because Jesus is better Jesus is bigger than any of your discouragements and Jesus is better than anything you might be tempted to put your hope into. Don't be discouraged. In Zechariah 3, Jesus the servant is called the branch. Some commentators translate it as the sprout because he seemed so insignificant and small. It might even seem like that today, that the Christian life continues to be insignificant and small. But Jesus is better than any of your wildest dreams. And he is bigger than any of your biggest fears. He is the perfect king. He is the priest. And he represents you. And finally, don't give up in 2021 because our future is amazing. Verse 10 says this. In that day, each of you will invite your neighbour to sit under your vine and fig tree, declares the Lord Almighty. Boris Johnson was on uh, the Andrew Marr show this morning, and as usual, the news he had to share wasn't good. COVID will be with us for a while in 2021. Even the good news of the vaccine is slow. And even when we perhaps get to the end of 2021 and we can look back on COVID, will a world free of COVID live up to our expectations? Will some of the problems that have emerged this year have disappeared with the miracle of the vaccine? The Bible tells us not to be discouraged because it tells us to put our hope in something more concrete, 
to put our hope in something more real, to put our hope beyond this life to a life where there'll be perfect freedom and no more tears, a life where we'll sit in perfect peace and harmony. And don't give up in 2021, because as a Christian, you can begin to taste that life now. You can begin to taste the peace that comes from knowing the acceptance that comes from God. You can begin to taste fellowship with God. You can begin to taste relationships in the church that aren't governed by what you do or the standards that you fail. You can begin to taste what it is to know God's peace and his joy. And the challenge in 2021 is to start that process of verse 10 of inviting our neighbours to come under God's vine and under God's fig tree. COVID has threatened lots of our plans as a church. Let's pray this year that it doesn't threaten our plans to reach out with the good news of acceptance that Jesus offers. I wish you all a really happy 2021. I don't say that thinking that life is going to be rosy. I know some of us are going back to school tomorrow. Others of us are going back to work. But as we head out into 2021, remember that you have complete access to God, not because of anything you do, but because of Jesus Christ, the righteous one who speaks on your behalf. Let's finish with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your kindness to us. We thank you that in the midst of discouragement, you encourage us with the person of Jesus. We thank you that he lived the perfect life for us and died the death that we deserve. Please help us this year to live for you. Equip us to follow your ways and to obey your commands. Strengthen us as a church, we pray, and help us to invite our neighbours in to taste and see that you are good, to experience your joy and your peace. And we pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.